Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm John. Charles. And I'm Seth. And today we thought it'd be kind of fun to talk about some of the things we're looking forward to doing, going, uh, nerd-specific things we're looking forward to going to or doing after we get released from this pandemic lockdown. And um, um, our um, behind-the-scenes graphics provider, Linda, um, located a site... um, on it's uh, on the travel.com and you can just um, go out there and just search for the 10 places that are perfect for nerdy travelers and uh, she's brought it up there on the screen thank you linda and we're just going to kind of roll through that and then there's also some places that each of us would like to visit that we found aren't on the list so uh, let's start at the top just leave it up there at the top i guess linda we can start there um so number 10, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Um, that uh, looks like that would be an awesome place to go visit. Now, my question to the rest of the cast is, how many of you are Harry Potter fans? I mean, a bit more before uh, J.K. Rowling just uh, shot all of her good public will directly into the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree with Seth. I, I love Harry Potter, but it's kind of it, it tarnished it a bit when uh, J.K. kind of opened up on the trans community. Right. right. Yeah, we were kind of ta- we were talking last time about how to how to kind of how to love something when the creator was just kind of vile. Mm-hmm. Like act- specifically with H.P. Lovecraft last week, right? Yeah, the <clears> thing with racism. The- the thing with loving H.P. Lovecraft, though, is that support, like reading his stuff and buying his stuff doesn't actually support him anymore. But, it does support his estate, though. Yeah, but his estate, I'm guessing, is not like whoever is. Well, most of his stuff is in the public realm now. So, yeah. So yeah, I don't even think it's doing much of that. But. Like the his estate, it. I don't know if he even had any kids. I'd have to ask Katie that she'd know. But still, like, it's that's there was him who died long ago. He's not getting any of the money. Meanwhile, going to Harry Potter movies, going to Harry Potter experiences, buying new the new. J.K. Rowling books, all that still supports her, and you have to balance supporting her versus your love of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Well, what, and I what? see before you go down, Linda, um, I see in there that they um, 
credit the wizarding world of Harry Potter with uh, creating another couple of theme parks or inspiring <clears throat> a couple other theme parks, um, Galaxy's Edge, which Linda and I have been to. And then there's also the upcoming Avengers Campus, which sounds pretty interesting as well. And I guess my question for the rest of the crew here is of those three, if you had a choice, you could only go to one, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Galaxy's Edge, or the Avengers Campus, uh, which ones would you prefer to go to? I know my, um, I don't know, I guess since I've already been to Galaxy's Edge, I would go to Harry Potter at this point. Well, I mean, Avengers Campus is in the same place as uh, Galaxy's Edge, so I'd yeah. want to go there. To Avengers it, Campus, well, it's in it's in the same place. As oh, yeah, Galaxy but let's Edge. say you could only go to one. Oh yeah. Um, let's say I do what I want. Well, yeah, <laughs> but you can only go to one. You're well. Okay, it's the, so the here's new the thing. Deal. It's like I I know that uh, uh, Galaxy. I know it's a known quantity, Galaxy's Edge, and also I know that there's some guy who bought up all the droids, so there's no point in going there. <laughs> I just i might as well go to avengers campus so you'd go to avengers campus yeah versus... simply because it's new and i kind of know what's going on it's like it's like i i if the lightsabers were good i might go but i know they're not so it's yeah. like all right charles here, what about you here we are just a bunch of lightsaber snobs well, I, so yes we are damn it so it's like we are and, and before we go on it's like what is your house, Seth? What do you mean? Harry Potter house. Oh. What is... I don't know. Probably Ravenclaw. Right. I don't take personality quizzes. That's all right, That's an acceptable answer. Okay, but go on, Charles. <laughs> I was never that big a Harry Potter fan to start out with. I, mm -hmm. I, I missed that boat. Uh, I know... Uh, I now that's not to say I don't like. I mean, I've always been uh, uh, um, the way for whatever reason her books get kids to read and stuff is pretty impressive. I think because mm -hmm. I've I've seen that happen. Kids that won't read anything else give them a Harry Potter book. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> as the theme parks go, it'd be one of the others. Probably, yeah. Uh, if if I hadn't listened to John or uh yeah, the Galaxy's Edge would probably be more fun more for your me. speed. Yeah. But, All right. Uh, cool. Um, Seth, what about you? Well, I don't know anything about Avengers Campus, but I, yeah, it's probably just my lack of knowledge about what's actually gonna be on at Avengers Campus. Mm. Uh that makes me go more towards uh, more towards Galaxy's Edge, mm -hmm. and I mean, yeah, the lightsabers aren't as good, and yeah, all the droids are gone now. <laughs> uh, but uh, some of those uh, rides and experiences they had uh, sound pretty interesting. So I think I'd definitely, if I was gonna have to. If I had to go to Disney and choose just one, I'd choose that. And I know that Harry Potter's over at Universal, but they're the same kind of place. You said you'd choose one, and that one was what? Galaxy's Edge? Uh, uh, Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's definitely definitely worth going. In fact, uh, Linda and I are planning to go again uh, once uh, once the quarantine's lifted. Even though uh, there aren't any droids left, um, there's still a lot of other cool stuff. And and we're being facetious about there being no droids left. They actually do have droids there. Um, and <clears throat> although I did buy <laughs> quite a few while I was there. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll probably go back there again. I, I would definitely like to go see the, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Um, Avengers would be kind of fun. I don't know. I haven't read that much about it yet. So um, I'd have to see more about it before I would decide to go to that. Um, but anyway, that's it. Uh, Linda, what about you since you're listening? Uh, I'd probably do the Harry Potter one only because I've already been to Galaxy's Edge. Right. All right. Cool. All right. What's number nine on the list? New Zealand. New Zealand. Ooh, fans of Lord of the Rings. You know what? I would love to go to New Zealand just to go to New Zealand. I mean, because yeah. it's just so amazing uh, of a country. And there's no COVID there. <laughs> really? Oh, that's right. Well, I mean, I think they had a couple cases, but like two, and then oh, they geez. shut the country down again. Oh, nice. But I mean, they were, they've been COVID free for, or before that, they had been COVID free for quite a while because just because of how well they handled things. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd just love to go there just to see the country. But oh, yeah. The, the advantage of being able to tour some of the sets from the Lord of the Rings trilogy uh, would be um, too, too irresistible to uh, ignore. Go to uh, Hobbiton. Oh, wouldn't that be awesome? That would be so nice. Yeah. Um, and just imagine all the uh, the interesting trink trinkets you could buy. Um, they've got to have tons of tons of little uh, souvenirs and things on sale there. So I can I'm seeing all the marketing potential in my mind right now. I'd be, I'm sure some executives have had that thought well before you did, mm -hmm. but uh, I just kind of like to go to see, like some of that landscape was just amazing. Right. And I'd love right. to see some of that. And I'd like that. to see a hobbit hole, an actual hobbit hole. Yeah. A, you know, a real one with now, real hobbits. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the question to everybody. If you had the option of living in a hobbit hole, a house that was built into a, a hillside. And and I'm saying, you know, assuming that it was normal human dimensions, would you live in a house in a mountain or in a are, are we talking well, let me be very clear. Are we talking normal human dimensions or Seth human dimensions? It could be Seth human dimensions. I mean, okay. We're going to design it. So, why, why would we want to make you live in what you would consider a tiny house? No, we're saying that it's the size for yeah, us. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Why would we want to make you live in like a normal human house when you are a giant, sir? I, I know. So, I'm just clarifying that there's normal human sure dimensions that... and then there's me dimensions. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I mean, you do have it's... to live in you have to live in this society. Therefore, you must be disappointed yeah. regularly by the fact that the rest of us mortals have tiny stuff. But it's and... like ho ho ho, fee fi fo, all that stuff. But it's like, you know, all right. For you, you can live in the side of the mountain with Seth's size stuff. Yay, leg room mm -hmm. and not hitting my head on overhanging pipes. 
I, I take the I take the 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 mountain house anytime. Yeah, yeah. wouldn't that make you a mountain troll if we did that? You just well, Charles or me? You. It's like I, Seth yeah. the mountain troll pops out every once in a while. I prefer He's, ogre personally. The <laughs> mountain troll. <laughs> Well, here, here's the logical follow-up question then. Would you relish a title like Mountain Troll or something that would be sort of somewhat fear-inspiring to the locals? Absolutely. Keep them away? Absolutely. Charles, how about it, you? That oh, yeah. Is a... yeah. I could use that now. <laughs> See, I would love it just because, like, Travelers through the village would hear hear people talking about the ogre who lives up in the mountain, mm -hmm. and they'd come up and like fearfully knock on the door, and I'd just be like, "Hey, how you doing?" <laughs> or, or here's here's the thought that just popped in my head. If you remember the uh, John, uh, John, Jim Carrey Grinch movie, where the Who's couple of Who's climb up the Mount Crumpet and and knock on his door, and the door opens, and there's this hideous you know full yes. creature that comes out and he's behind pushing it and he's got like a big horny screaming into to make the horrible noises that the creature makes would you do something <laughs> like that to frighten people away and and sort of add to the the fear mystique on halloween <laughs> charles how about you would you do what you could to inspire fear <laughs> well no i'm just I'm just wondering if I shouldn't ask the neighbors what they do refer to me as. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it might be pretty good. Sean, I mean, how about you? Would you want to uh, do what you could to inspire uh, the fearful stories of your character? Of course. Yes. <laughs> I never I, said I wanted to inspire fear. I just wanted to be called the ogre and let people draw their own conclusions and then have me shatter yeah. them by being a friendly giant in the... Ah. living in the are, mountain next door. Are, are we going to leave the 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 article like uh share screened or oh we could i mean i've got us all in a little box on the side so everybody can see us talking about it i don't know we can jump I mean, back and we can jump back and forth well what, what about <clears throat> you bill do you want the villagers to fear you um <clears throat> not fear no well, respects maybe you, you I, make it rain candy once in a while just to appease them yeah but like, i would you know. like them i would like them to consider me a sort of a uh a crazy old wizard maybe yeah oh. bill is definitely more of a wizard class yeah yeah but a trickster wizard it's like you know if you if you summon the wizard you might something good might happen something bad might happen Nothing might happen, right. but you never know exactly what's going to happen. So summon the wizard with care. He's right. definitely going to smoke your good pipe weed and bring a bunch of dwarves with him. Right. All right. Let's go on to the next one. And then, yeah, I guess, Linda, after it's up for a while, we could cut back to the full screen of all of us talking if we're just blathering I, I was just curious I, was yeah. that it's I think been that's, up for a while. that's probably a good idea well we just don't know when you're going to stop blathering that's well that's okay you can always switch back <laughs> okay so adventures station las vegas so this sounds like if, similar to adventures campus to me uh, i think you will be surprised at how much smaller than avengers campus it will be oh 
um, Get Up Close and Personal with Props from the Movies is actually an exhibit. Oh, so this is just kind of an exhibit. Yeah. Right. I think I've I've seen video of this. Ah, it sounds like a little bit of like the Star Trek experience in Las Vegas where they have a couple of rides there, but then to get on the rides, you go through this winding, um, or you went, it's no longer there. You go went through this winding um, path. That oh, I remember through, that. Yeah, all of this um, classic um, items, costumes, and props from the series and the movies and all that kind of stuff, which was pretty cool. You could it was. Spend, yeah, you could spend just about an hour looking at all of that stuff and reading the, the plaques and everything easily. So uh, what I mean, do you think? Uh, anybody for Avengers Station? I think I'm a pass on that. I don't think Avengers Station by itself is enough to make me want to go to Las Vegas. Right. If I was in Vegas, I'd, I'd probably probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. If I was in Vegas, I would happily go. Mm-hmm. But it's not somewhere that I'm going to put on my map just to. Like, right. Just to say you had something to do this weekend. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, Let's see. So the next thing we have after Avengers Station is New York City. Now, this one is talking about Midtown uh, Comics, which is one of the largest comic book stores in the world. Um, So many filming locations here for movies. Um, The Avengers film there. So, yeah, for me, um, New York would be a fun place to go to. Um, Not really nerd specific. Right. I mean, I would, my, if I was going to New York, the state, I would go to Ticonderoga, New York, and buy tickets to to the, see the uh, Star Trek original series set tour which has all of the uh, recreation of all of the rooms from the original series, from the transporter room and the bridge set to the medical lab engineering. Um, yeah, Linda's bringing it up there. So that's uh, the, uh, the bridge set and it's all um, to scale. I think John, you've been reading up on it or you're aware it's, of that. It's one bit, to right? one, it's a perfect replica. Mm-hmm. Wow. And was this actually used in filming the fan series? Yeah, this this was uh, for the fan series known as Star Trek New Voyages. Mm-hmm. There's another enterprise in Atlanta, in, not in Atlanta, in Georgia, uh, that was used to create Star Trek Continues. But they're both like spot on replicas. Mm-hmm. You can feel the passion because uh, yeah. they, 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 they were very painstakingly uh, recreated in terms of detail. Yeah. I so, would like to see that. Linda and I were were lucky in the fact that when we were at the uh, Star Trek convention in Las Vegas in 2019, um, they had the original series bridge set there set up. And um, we were able to not only go in and take pictures and film a lot of that, um, we also um, were able to buy a, a photo slot. So we were able to go actually sit uh, in the captain's chair on the bridge and um, which was which was pretty cool to, to actually walk on that set. Um, so I've, I can actually count now having been on two uh, Star Trek bridge sets, the next gen set, which I was on when um, 
the Star Trek experience was in Las Vegas. And then, um, and then this one uh, in Las Vegas for the, the Star Trek convention. So um, it was, uh, it's pretty cool to be able to have actually stepped on those bridges, so to speak. So is, uh, is Jersey close by? Um, yes, it is. New York City, as, yeah. at least as I understand it. I don't know. Yes, in my head, people talk about popping over to Jersey, but I don't know. But it's like, I, if I was in that area, I'd want to go see the Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash comic book store. Oh, yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, oh, yeah. That would be. See cool. Ming and Mike again? Yeah, the comic yeah. book store. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Yeah, we have to call them and arrange for like uh, uh, a dinner out or something. <laughs> All right. Um, so the next stop. Uh, number six on our top 10 list, the Game of Thrones Iceland Tour. That sounds a little cold. Um, it'd be interesting, I suppose, to see the Game of Thrones filming locations. I would be more excited to see Game of Thrones sets versus just, you know, um, scenic areas where they had filmed. I don't know. What do you guys think? Mm, I don't know, like, how many, like, you're not going to see the wall, I'm guessing, because, no. like, that's all just CGI. Right, there's no wall. I don't know. There'd be no sets there, it's just, yeah. well, here's this wilderness area where they filmed White Walkers. Oh, mm -hmm. nice. I, don't I mean, know I guess that... it kind of, de it depends on how invested you were in the show, I guess, along, kind of like with uh, Lord of the Rings. I was heavily invested in Lord of the Rings, the movies. Mm -hmm. but I can imagine someone else not giving a care about seeing Hobbiton. Hey, well, let me throw something at you. Cause I'm, I'm looking at both like New Zealand and Iceland are places where I, for both of them here, I've Googled like New Zealand and sci-fi mm -hmm. and Iceland and sci-fi. And those are places if you're into these sci-fi movies, cause even some of the, um, um Avengers stuff was filmed in in um no I've New just Zealand? lost going yeah Iceland oh but uh there's there's all sorts of movies that where they've got they're all solitary movies yeah. Prometheus <laughs> Oblivion the the, the stark <laughs> landscape that's uh is part of Iceland is very popular for uh but it's beautiful mm-hmm kind of uh, like kind of like new zealand as far as the scenic goes and you want to go see but there's i don't think there's any like 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 landmarks i think it's just they they mm -hmm. i don't know that there's anything there in in iceland that is necessarily like someplace you can go to and look at i mean the scenery is beautiful but it's like mm -hmm. nothing and not even an iconic spot like star trek rock you know there's somewhere I'd like to go. Somewhere in the desert, there's that, like, where Kirk fought the Gorn. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I want to go see that. I do, but I don't think there's anything in Iceland that's particularly like that, an iconic something you can point to and say, I want to see that. It's like Now, here's the question, John. If you went to the Star Trek rock, would you dress up in your Captain Kirk uniform? First of all, I don't know that it's called Star Trek rock. If I named it, copyright, give me a nickel every time you use it, but it's like, uh, would I wear? Yes. Yeah. Would you? Would you try to get someone to dress up as a Gorn? Yes. Yes. 
I'm thinking. I'm thinking Charles. Charles yeah. has the gore. Yeah, but it's, it's like just see Charles just because like you all you'd have to say Charles is that's all you'd have to do. Just wander around do that. Well, and, well, and, and like die of heat prostration. Well, nah, I'm sure all the rocks I'd throw at him would kill him first, but it's like, yeah. I mean, you'd be th- if you're being accurate, you're throwing styrofoam at him. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially, well, you have to be a real fan of a scene or something. Yeah. It kind of reminds me, I, like, I had, I have an uncle that was, uh, what do you call it, a Civil War reenactor. Uh, well, he was a reenactor, but he was a junkie. He was uh, oh, a buff, a Civil War buff. Or same with the British man, but you know that era. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing he went to. Uh, There's the Gorn. One of the war scenes. It'd be something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I think I think Charles could pull it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everybody else saw two two uh, valleys, and he saw this whole war being reenacted in his mind and the tears, mm. but not you know, huh. And I, but I'm looking at scenes of Iceland and going, God, you'd really have to, if you'd really followed some of the wars in Game of Thrones, maybe some of yeah. the battles. Right. <laughs> Otherwise. Yeah. I don't think that that definitely wouldn't be a number six on my list. That's way, way too high up for that for me. All well, right. Would you wear a captain's uniform if you went to uh, Star Trek rock? Oh, Absolutely. And maybe I could maybe I could talk uh, Josh Cato into making a Gorn costume and fighting me. Well, sweet. Well, well. <laughs> I think Josh. I think Josh might uh, fight you for who got to be Captain Kirk. Yeah, <laughs> he, he might. You might he end might. up in the Gorn costume. That's true. Uh, yeah. Since he, yeah, I think I yeah, I think actually Josh would make a much better Captain Kirk. That's true. No, no yeah, much more svelte. I think you would wear that. You'd wear that though, not the original series uniform. Well, you could be old Captain Kirk <laughs> fighting the Gorn. Oh, hmm. Captain Kirk fighting the Gorn. That's not right. <laughs> That's wrong. Right. All right. Well, okay. So, number five on the list zombie survival experience in England. Nope. You wouldn't do this? Really? Nope. Why not? Nope. I'm not big on zombie survival stuff. So you're, you're... many things to do in England. That's just not one of the things I want to do. Well, now listen. Yeah. <clears throat> What's that, Charles? That sounds like fun, but they've got a point. If you've already got, I mean, if you made the trip, that might not be number one on the list. No, but I will say uh, I was in England um, for two weeks, one October, and um they were just creating so this was this would have been back in um oh probably the mid to late 90s and um they in uh, piccadilly or near piccadilly circus they had an area uh where they had created this experience it was the alien experience from the alien movies, you know, Ripley and, you know, the acid bleeding aliens. And uh, 
it was uh it was a pretty frightening experience i mean you go in you're like you're on the nostromo or on a, uh, actually it wasn't the nostromo it was like a science lab where they were trying to you know learn about the aliens and maybe use them for warfare purposes or whatever and of course the aliens broke out and then of course <clears throat> yeah and then the rest of the time you're trying to get out of the research facility and um as you're trying to get out the the aliens are crashing through the ceiling into the room um you know you're there with a bunch of uh, colonial marines and they've got automatic weapons and they're um shooting at the aliens and uh, it was uh it was very uh, very dramatic uh but would experience. you go to england to do that would well i wouldn't go to england just to do that no yeah. but if i was there in england i would i would have definitely put that on my list of things to do so uh, back oh gosh i don't know how many years ago this was but in the uh, early 2000s i think there was a, an attraction at disney called alien encounter that was kind of along those same lines and it's it was really kind of not something i'd expect to have in disney uh, because it was really kind of a horror experience. Mm. So you, you go into a, you went into a room and uh, I think this was Futureland or whatever that's called. Uh, Tomorrowland. And so, the, you, you know, you've got the interactive line going into the ride where you're uh, seeing things about the various alien organisms because this alien ship is visiting earth or something like that and then they bring you into this uh chamber where you're all going to see a science experiment teleportation or something and they put you in these chairs these are like interactive chairs and that something happens with the experiment the alien breaks out and the lights go out and all you have is like the sensation like from this little interactive room like at one point like the alien will walk across people's shoulders via like the the chair pressing down on you everything will go quiet and then you'll just feel like hot breath on the back of your neck as the alien <laughs> is just right behind you that's very cool it was it was kind of freaky. I liked it, and, and now it's like a Lilo and Stitch thing if they've still got it. That kind of reminds me of the, uh, I think it was at the Star Trek experience in Las Vegas where they had a Borg invasion 4D thing mm -hmm. um, towards the end of the exhibit's run, <clears throat> and um, you go on that and and uh, it's like a um, Voyager themed experience and um <clears throat> the borg are attacking the voyager or whatever and you're you have to get out of there but your um your escape pod or something is captured by the borg and so as you're sitting there you know the uh the borg are injecting you with nanoprobes and and this sorts of thing and and uh, it was a it was a pretty experience uh, interesting thing because you're actually feeling the experience versus just watching it in you know going through it in a 3d fashion you're actually feeling the, mm -hmm. the effects of it so so that 
that, that kind of thing is pretty cool. I think it sort of uh, helps to immerse you into the whole thing a little bit more when you do that. All right. And Charles, what about you with the zombie thing? No, no zombies for you. Maybe you, you have, I, I'm also going to say no to anything in, in uh, Iceland. Okay. I, I, and for this reason, I've, I, I was sitting here thinking that there's two things I really don't like in movies as far as scenes, mm -hmm. especially towards the end of a movie. One is, is where it's incredibly dark. Because mm. that's just, I don't know. You know, it's, I know things can happen at nighttime, but still. And the other is when it's snowy outside. So when you say incredibly dark, you're talking about filmed dark, brightness filmed level? Dark. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. There's, there's been, there have been quite a few movies over the years, and I'm, 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 I'm trying to think of an example, but um, especially if you get it to the t television, you know, mm -hmm. and you're sitting there like you've sat through this whole movie, and then the last, the last 20 minutes of it is a black screen. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and and the same. I have the same kind of pet peeve when it comes to uh, the last scene being Snow World, mm. where everything's white outside. I, I think it's a cop out as far as special effects go. Personally, mm. you must have hated Game of Thrones. Well, I was worried about Game of Thrones. Yes, <laughs> that part. It was either dark or it was bright. <laughs> well, and didn't everybody complain about the one one of those last battles there where they finally battled the Night Walkers? Mm -hmm. well, was, we're I, pretty sure they battled the Night Walkers. We're not 100% sure. That was the same thing. They combined both. It was mm -hmm. dark and snowy. Right. What a cop-out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to go visit that. I don't want to relive that. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, so item number four on the list, the Museum of Pop Culture. And um, that's in Seattle, Washington. Um, that does sound kind of interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't go there specifically to see that if I was in Seattle and I, I was looking for something that, to do, I would go. Is that what was, is that where the Hendrix experience was? Or is? I don't know. I don't see anything. I don't see where it says anything about that. The Jimi Hendrix experience. Well, what you're talking about. Yeah, because I think I remember hearing they they changed it up to something else. Mm -hmm. hmm. But it was right. at the base of the space. But that was at the base of the Space Needle for a while. Yeah, that definitely wouldn't be number four for me. Yeah. Well, if you're going to see the Space Needle anyway, it would yeah. be. Right, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't plan that as a trip just to go to the Museum of Pop Culture. I wouldn't say when the pandemic's over, I can't wait to go to the Museum of Pop Culture. No. Well, in Seattle has other, uh, there's enough TV series and whatnot that have been shot there. Yeah. Literally none of these are something I that, that applies. I, yeah. It's like, I'm not waiting. Like so far we haven't brought up anything that I'm like, well, oh boy, I can't wait for COVID to be over so I can go see these. There, there are things that if, if I'm in that area, of course, I'm going to try to make time to go see them. But there's nothing here that's actually drawing me. Um, in this list, you're saying. It's, but I, I'm not seeing anything that I have to put on my bucket list here. Yeah. What about I mean, the Star Galaxy's Trek original Edge series might, set? Galaxy's Edge might qualify for that. Yeah. It might. It might. 
And a lot of these, Star Trek I, I get the so. feeling that this wasn't really written by a nerd. No. They just like put up New York City. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, number three, National Video Game Museum. Now, see, that does really interest me. I could probably spend a whole couple days there. Really? Yeah. I, I would maybe say an hour to a couple hours, maybe. And it certainly oh, wouldn't certainly wouldn't be something I would I would. Yeah, you, you have to target. go to Texas for that one, man. Look at those cabinets, though. They've got the the old you 1980s cabinets, Texas. and not the good part of Texas. You 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 couldn't just lose a day playing old cabinets. I'd play a few old video games, but I don't think more than a couple hours it would. Uh... <laughs> None of these are, you know, uh, so since I'm from the Seattle area, I'm going I'm to bring you back a, a step because you uh, so 20, 20 years ago, if I had um, guests, we'd go to the coffee shop that was in Twin Peaks mm-hmm. and then uh, as well as the falls. And then uh, if, you, if you were a fan of that series, right. Mm hmm. And then also, uh, if you would watch Northern Exposure, we'd go out to the the bar. I think it was in Rosalind, <coughs> and just see the city that Northern Exposure was shot in. Mm. Uh, no, no, you guys might not be interested in that, but it's just Never. if you're in, into pop culture stuff, this list is kind of. I want to stop at a museum out there, right. Um, Because there's plenty. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of like X file scenes and there's all sorts of things you can see. I bet. I bet there are X file. There are things that you can see in Seattle that you would recognize. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But what cabinet game do you really want to play, Seth? That you can't really go out and buy. It's like oh, so many, man. Like, okay. All right, you don't care about the game. You want to actually stand in front of a cabinet and play a cabinet game. Oh, I care about the game, but I'd also love to stand in front of the cabinet. That, Like, that is one of my bucket list things, is to have a arcade cabinet here in my office someday. Just one, like, one that can play all kinds of games? So Maybe. Depends on the game. Stuff. There are a few games where I would accept one that just plays a single game. Like what? Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original like arcade game that came out. Uh, X Men, the first arcade game. I spent countless hours and countless quarters uh, standing in front of those. But there's just like arcade cabinets were a huge portion of like when I was a kid. So like that's. To me, that's like the king of nostalgia right there. All right. Let's see your point. Okay, so number I, two. Like, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I like standard. Like I've played. I, I remember just playing Pac-Man. Just a ton of the stuff that came out in the early '80s. I, I could, I could get into a little Joust or some Defender, but it's like, yeah. I don't know. I'd like I'd like to be able to switch it up. It's like to have one cabinet that I could program for multiple games. But they actually here in Omaha, 
we have the Beercade, which is down in Benson. And they have, I think, two floors of uh, cabinets that are set up that you can play while you drink. Hmm. All right. And I've been once, but like one of the downsides of the Beercade is that they are packed solid all the time. Mm. And just full of noise. Well, yeah, but it's that it's that wonderful like arcade noise, isn't it? No, it's the too loud bar noise. Oh, mm. damn it! I mean, they're still a great place. And now that I'm thinking about it, once this is over, I might go straight over there and have five beers and play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So this has all been one cathartic trip to make Seth realize that he wants to go play, drink beer, and play uh, video games. I can do what I can do both of those things right now. But you want to go for the full immersive experience of the the beer. Uh, yeah, people. I want people again. What was the name of it again? The beer, beer cave. Beer cave. Okay. Cade. C a d e. Like arcade. Beer Cade, okay. Arcade, but with beer instead of R. Beer Cade. So we brought you a list of nerd places, but Seth has actually given you the only one that means anything. Like, <laughs> no. I'm just saying we have a an arcade here. Like, I was thinking about cabinets and arcades, and then I was like, oh, we kind of have an arcade here. Mm. Because there aren't many is arcades that, anymore, and it makes is me that sad. the last one? Did all of them go? Hmm? Did all of them finally go? I mean, I don't know where any strictly arcades are anymore. There's kind of the family fun center. It, no, I don't think that's even open anymore. I think they folded. Wow. Mm -hmm. There's was there there always a little places. sketchy. There's some pizza places with uh, video games. Hmm. Well, yeah, but that's different than an arcade. Like, like two or three floors of games that you just wander through. It's yeah, like uh, yeah. I mean, I, I spent a good portion of my my 80s weekends at Westroads when they had a huge arcade. So it's like... No, yeah, we all did that. I just... Mm -hmm. there, are, there are some spots, though, where it's not the same, but it's... The experience is kind of there. Right. I know there's there's a bowling alley out west here that has, has an arcade, too. They're... All right. They exist. They're just not very, not very large. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. They're well. They're either they're either not very large or they're very expensive. Mm. I uh, I forgot what the pizza place is called, but I took took a couple kids there oh, a year or so ago, and I uh, yeah, I think it cost me two hundred fifty bucks or something for a couple of hours. Hmm. All right. All right. Well, number two on our list is the Harry Potter London tour. Uh, this to me womp, doesn't, womp. doesn't seem that exciting. Um, and, you know, as I look at this picture on the screen where it has platform nine and three quarters and they've got that cart, the luggage cart that's half disappeared into the wall. I half wonder if they put that there just as a means of keeping people trying to running, running, full speed with their real carts at the wall to see if it would actually work? Um, well, that's darn it. 
That was that number two on this. I list. know exactly. Well, I, like you said, I, I don't think this is a nerd list that's compiled by nerd. I think it's compiled by sites that paid, yeah, whatever magazine uh, to feature them. Right. So, yeah, this is kind of a sad. Somebody list. told somebody told one of their writers go write an article on the best place for nerds to go visit. Yeah, and see what you can shake people down so that they'll be in the article. You know? Right. Right. What kind of money can you get? Mm-hmm. for this although how would you get money from the harry potter well harry potter london tour i guess well, seem like i they'd think that a... they're just like filling out the list padding out the list at this point i mean right. right i mean we all knew we all know what number one is gonna be yeah but uh like new just new york made well, yeah, it on see, the list just, i think they they rolled up to the the uh the New York Chamber of Commerce and said, "Give us a little money, we'll add you into this." It's nah, like, no one. Well, there's so much give better. money for that. That's just a lazy answer to fill out a ten-item list. Yeah, there are so many better answers. Galaxy Edge should be there, but I mean the Ticonderoga thing. Yeah, Riverside, Iowa, which is the birthplace of Captain Kirk. There's just there's places to go and yeah. things to do, and and this list is just sad. It's it's kind of tired. <laughs> Right. All right. So let's get to number one on the list, which we're all expecting. Um, number one on the list is we Galaxy, talked about that? Galaxy's Edge. Well, we talked about it at number 10 because it was um, uh, yeah. in relation to the Harry Potter world, which is number 10. So I'd say the Harry Potter world would be number two in relation to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Harry Potter world deserves to be w- way up above yeah. New York. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not not to say anything against New York. I'm sure it's a f- great place to visit, but it's not a nerd place to visit. Right. Or the Pop Culture Museum, I would put way down the list. But yeah, um, Galaxy's Edge, definitely awesome, worth visiting. I mean, it's a, you know, you know, Disney, it's a total immersion thing. So you walk into the land and the um, the vendors that are there all the workers that are there they're in character and um, all the all the people that work there were encouraged to come up with their own backstories um, and they act out those backstories as you talk to them um, you know a lot of the signage is written in arabesh which is the alphabet of star wars um, and um, so you can uh, download a disney data pad uh, type application for your phone that will help you translate a lot of the signs if you're not um, good at translating arabesh in your head Um, i mean how many people are really good at translating arabesh in their head bill well i got pretty good at it when i was there Uh, yes you got pretty good at it but i mean that that seems like one more thing that lets disney track where you are in the park oh yeah well, and it, it had other uh, features, too, in that um, you could use it to, you know, um, work with your droid. And you and while you're waiting in line for different rides, um, you could join the resistance or you can join the first order and they would send you on missions on your phone. So it was kind of a, a way of helping to pass the time while you're waiting to go in and see different things while you're there. Um, but there's a lot to see and do there. Um, there's, of course, the Rise of the Resistance ride, which is... 
um, the longest, most complex um, ride ever created at Disneyland or at Disney. Um, definitely worth going to see. There's uh, Savvy's lightsaber where you can go build, build a lightsaber. I will say that the experience at Savvy's is probably mostly what you're paying for because you can get, uh, well, yeah, I mean, you can get much better lightsabers than what they have there but well you used to before some guy bought all of ultra sabers lightsabers because you know <laughs> now, now you just can't or are right. you now actually a, a licensed distributor because <laughs> i was wondering because you have so many well you, can you ever have too many i don't think so no uh, but but they have it there and it's like uh i think it's like 200 dollars to go in and for the experience and build the lightsaber and you know, it's not um, like an Ultra Sabers quality lightsaber, uh, definitely, but it's only two hundred dollars. So it's a sort of a uh, like a gateway gateway drug into lightsabers. Well, I mean, when you're looking at yeah, Ultra Sabers and you at... want to get a decent one, it's like, you know, five. Yeah, million, I am familiar with that. Mine was five hundred for my Obi Wan, and that doesn't even have a diamond driver. So it's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, so. This list was fart noise. Throw it away. Yes. yes. Right. What's our list? Well, I mean, well, first of all, uh, by by, we're talking about Galaxy's Edge, but what about uh, uh, the uh, the new uh, what do they call it? Star Cruiser Hotel. Would that entice you to go to maybe maybe Disney World, Bill? Because I know you've been to Galaxy's Edge. You say you want to go back, but yeah. The, would you like to see the immersive Galaxy's Edge where you they, they oh, have yeah. a, a two day immersive experience where you actually go on your own Starfleet mission? Yeah. Uh, you mean Star Wars mission? Star, uh, no. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Star Wars uh, mission. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would go. It's it's a, um, a completely immersive Star Wars themed hotel experience and a weekend. So you you check into this hotel and the hotel's uh, designed to be like on a um, Star Wars era star liner um, with all the luxury that that entails. Um, and of course, it's priced accordingly. And then, yeah. And then you can take a, a shuttle from the star liner down to the planet of Batu for a day of shopping and entertainment. Um, it's definitely something I would love to do. Uh, this isn't even open yet, though, right? It's no, it's, it's under construction. Okay. Well, um, did uh, oh, I, I, I think did, I think Linda just saw the look in your eyes and now know that's in her travel plans. But it's <laughs> like the um, yeah, uh, there's a picture of what the hotel looks like. So did they like, double down what on what it will on, look like? Right. Did, did they did they double down? Did they make? Uh, a galaxy's edge in florida as well as california or is yeah yeah they're identical okay see that the the galactic star cruiser i think that's something i'd do i don't think i don't think my wife would do it with me but i i would definitely be interested in something like that mm -hmm. suppose we could do it for the show and then write it off on our taxes well we could certainly try <laughs> um, well, if we get Bill to do our taxes, just like how Bill got us a press pass to get uh, to, uh, to yeah, uh, Bill, just like talk to Disney, tell them we've got this podcast and we want to do it for the podcast, right? The podcast with no range and uh, totally outside <laughs> your area, and it's like, but now it doesn't seem to matter when it's Bill because yeah. Like, oh, yeah, we we can use we can use Bill's like whatever force abilities he has. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> to get us maybe. in. Maybe. Yeah. Huh. Well, uh, maybe I'll try that once it opens. You yeah. Only... Like, I, why haven't you been trying to get us into like like San Diego Comic Con with a full press pass where we can just walk <laughs> backstage? Well, like, you know, when you think about it, I mean, we're kind of only now reaching what we just passed our 60th show or i think is this our six this will be no last week i think it was 60 60 so Maybe? we just had our 60th show yeah and um so i think we're we're reaching a volume here where we can show that we've got a a consistent product that we're putting out and you know um we've kind of been locked down in pandemic since what february of this year so there hasn't been much opportunity to to reach out and go and do and see things. So maybe when the pandemic's over, we'll have, uh, we'll be at our 70th show. Let's see, well, well, what do we got? Almost another year of pandemic lockdown before there's a widely available and adopted vaccine. So but while we're going to all these fantastic locations, that brings us to our first sponsor, audible.com. I don't, what's Can't that? See, come on. <laughs> oh, oh, you just did, you just did a, a, a segue. I see. All right. Nicely done. All right. So you see, uh, advertising can fit into our format. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All we need now are advertisers. And we'll, we'll actually do crazy, crazy conspicuous advertisement. And it's like, just, just have like cans of Pringles and pizza and Pepsi and whatever all over the place. Just, just mm -hmm. we, we'll be glad to market your product. I'm go. surprised that someone here isn't wearing an ultra saber, just like suit made of ultra sabers. <laughs> well, with a I discount mean, code on the front of it. Right. Yeah. And today, yeah. If you, if you hurry, it's uh, free shipping uh, here mm -hmm. at ultra sabers. So go, not that I'm ultra sabers, but you know, I think we, we have digressed though. Our yeah, list. Quite a bit. Our so, good list. So tell them about, tell them about the storm crow place. Seth. Uh, so yeah this whole episode was kind of kind of me finding this uh this place called the storm crow and it's up on the screen right now oh, which there's is Cthulhu. a bar slash uh or the storm crow manor is a bar slash restaurant up in toronto ontario that just looks so neat that i would go to Toronto, Ontario, to visit this place. It looks awesome. Mm -hmm. Like it kind of like... reminds me a little bit of the uh, the Monster uh, Pub down in the old market, except much larger and uh, probably a lot more um, artifacts. Is mm -hmm. the Monster Pub still there? Yeah. Good. 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 Yeah, they were. Uh, Lynn and I were down in the old market. Uh, on Friday afternoon, and uh, they had people dining in their outdoor patios packed, Ooh, as were good. most of the places down in the old market, which with the rising um, number of COVID infections is not surprising. So I don't think yeah, we're actually... That. I mean, their website is impressive. <laughs> yeah, th this is a place that's got some good organization and good design behind it. And it looks like it would be a really fun experience. Yeah. And they have one in Vancouver. So, you know, if you go to Seattle, that's pretty close to Vancouver. Mm. If, if monsters could, like, get one more bay over, it could turn itself into this. It's like, yeah. 
That's Monster's biggest problem is it has absolutely no space. Right. Did you see that rusty Batleth? That's awesome. Ooh. I don't think that's rust, Linda. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty cool place. But yeah, yeah, I'm a big I'm a big sucker for these uh these themed places like this. Yeah, uh, especially a place you can sit in, like you know, it's kind of like a Planet Hollywood only for science fiction and and fantasy, right? Oh wow, is that yeah. a metal man helmet? The, the what man helmet? A metal man helmet? That's uh, a, a Cyberman. Cyberman. Cyberman yeah. helmet from Doctor Who. Yeah. Nice. I mean, yeah. Cyberman can't even drink. That's not accurate. So well, he wasn't drinking. He was just sitting there. So are you mad because that Cyberman is taking up space that you could be sitting in? Yes. Get that is my exact up. issue. Get out of there, Cyberman. You can't eat the stuff here. Well, you now here's the question. Eat. Would you dress up in a costume to go to a place like that? Actually, Probably not. Let's let's, let's wear my kilt. Oh hell push, yes. Let's push the boundaries here. What would you what would it take to get you to cosplay, Seth? I don't know. Is there something out there that you could consider that might be possible that you would cosplay? Just you would entertain the idea, however briefly. If I had the costume and I didn't have to make the costume, yeah, I, I could be convinced to do any number of cosplays. Hmm. I just do not have the time to make costumes on top of all the other stuff I do. Well, neither do Linda and I. We end up buying all of our stuff. So. Oh, me yeah, too. but I also don't have the money to buy the costumes that you guys buy. Like those Jedi, I would love to have a Jedi costume like you guys have, but I cannot toss How about down this, that Seth? sort of cash. You can yeah. do a Stormcrow D2020. Oh, that's meth gators. <laughs> meth gators? Yeah, it's the D2020. So what's coming up next? <laughs> Playable D20 out of the plague ridden infernal trash fire that is 2020. Because <laughs> when the universe seems to be careening along the darkest timeline, why not play dice with it? So you roll it. You've got World War Three as an option. Meth uh, Gators is an option. Bleach murder, injection. <laughs> murder hornets. Is riots. Anonymous zone. Recession. Is zombie hurricanes on there somewhere? Because it's like that's a Leech new one. I was injection, <laughs> Brexit, COVID nineteen, hand sanitizer, online online education, Riots. locust swarm. Yeah, Fire remember the locust swarm in Vegas? I love it. There was a locust swarm in Vegas, and I just missed it. You didn't hear about that? You had to hear about that. You <laughs> missed that? Like, how come oh I'm God, not like, was... hearing more about that? Because that's like biblical. That's how did how like did an actual biblical plague miss? When was that? Yeah, I missed that. I missed the locusts. I did. I'm looking it up right now. Uh, yeah, it was in 2019. Oh, um, that's 2019. That's a whole different uh, year yeah. of catastrophe. There's a video: giant swarm of uh, grasshoppers takes over Las Vegas. But 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 what's and, there to eat? There's nothing there to eat. It's like no, but they were they were they were following a migration route, and it took them through Vegas. Yeah, it's like the only reason Vegas has Vegas is because they pump a whole bunch of water out of the the Oglala Aquifer. It's like it's it's in uninhabitable. Yeah, that that invasion happened 
just the week before Linda and I were there for the Star Trek convention. And we were wondering what it was going to be like. I mean, oh. it was so bad that they had people at the Las Vegas airport out there with shovels scooping Dude. the sidewalks up of these bugs. Uh, Seth, does it surprise you that Bill missed the locust plague? It's like, <laughs> no, it's, like, it's like all the things that you probably have to hear about from other people, all the terrible things that happened like right before or after you got there. It's like must must boggle your mind, but you get good stories because it's fresh on their mind because it just happened to them. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would wager that the reason they got rid of it so quick is because Bill was coming. Yeah. Here was the here was the funny thing. We were watching the news articles and YouTube videos of people just walking out of the airport and walking down the streets of Las Vegas, uh, you know, rolling their luggage and their bags would just be covered with, and them would be covered with locusts and they'd be jumping up and the bags were rolling over them and there were crushed insects all over the sidewalks and Ugh. it was slippery and, and just probably hideous. had a smell that's just yeah. all its own. Yeah. And we got there just a week after that happened and there was not a trace of it. It was almost like it had never happened. And we asked the person that was our van driver taking us to the hotel. And we're like, you know, what happened to the insects? And they said, oh, they mobilized um, a fleet of cleanup crew from the Las Vegas, you know, um, infrastructure to just go out and eradicate any evidence that this ever happened. Wow. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Can you imagine how much work something like that would take? Oh my God. They had to, to be out there with fire hoses cleaning the sidewalks off. Well, not just the sidewalks. I mean, you'd have to clean the roofs. Yeah. You'd have to clean the eaves mm -hmm. of the windows. Yeah. You'd have to clean in the bushes and get them all out of whatever gravel is like <laughs> ma makes or replaces lawn out there. Could you it imagine says, uh... all the cleaning that they had to do in those? Pools. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. It, it says it, it, an invasion, an invasion of pallid winged grasshoppers right. descended on Las Vegas this past week, taking over the strip and several of the city's most popular tourist spots, including the night skies above the Luxor Hotel and Casino. Um, oh, because the uh, especially the Luxor, because it has that sky beam, that powerful column of light. <laughs> it shoots straight up and it attracted the insects and they were just covering the pyramid. It's uh, like that. It's like the scene from Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> yeah. Said uh, the, the experts were saying that the, the uh, grasshopper invasion could have lingered in Las Vegas for weeks. Oh, wow. Um, but Bill came and saved them all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, there's a picture Linda's got. So that must be all of the grasshoppers in the air around that giant light. Wow. My God. How did I how did the how did I miss this? I don't know well, how you I missed mean, it. It wasn't we were... 2020 at the time, so we right. weren't all like, oh, the world's burning down. <laughs> yes. Right. It's just yeah. like it sucks because of Trump. Right. Yeah, it was it was quite the thing. And there was it was amazing. There was not a trace of it. I mean, the work they must have done to clean that up. I, I couldn't imagine it. We were so, we were so surprised. We were expecting to see at least, you know, residue on the ground, but nothing. Man, <laughs> so much, so much work. Yeah. Well, the whole city knows how to get rid of evidence. And... Ooh. <laughs> Shots fired. There's. Uh... <laughs> 
he's he's i mean it's not it's like a if it's a secret it's not a it's a thinly veiled secret that yeah look at that around street lights wow well that would have been a nightmare to have to like walk in oh it was it was it was all over i mean you can go out to youtube and look for videos on it i mean there's people uh-huh. shooting videos as they're walking down the strip and it's just amazing uh, i mean i'm looking at a uh picture right now that's just got the sidewalk covered with it the 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 walls of the buildings are covered uh, that would be one hell of a vacation i would actually i okay so i would go to vegas to see that <laughs> like yeah. that would be an experience i'd go to vegas you could say for. you you live through a plague of locusts in vegas yeah yeah look at that I mean, if nothing else, that would be an experience you wouldn't ever have again, hopefully. Hopefully. Although 2020 is not over yet. Uh, don't don't <laughs> tempt it, Bill. Come on. Right. So, yeah, that was quite a deal. So anyway, yeah, the Storm Crow, what else? So I, we already talked about the uh, Star Trek original series set in Ticonderoga. I would love to see that. John mentioned Captain Kirk's birthplace. Riverside, um, Iowa. Riverside, yep. Iowa. They have um, embraced it. There's a statue there. Yeah. That, that does and does not look like Captain Kirk at the same time. Um, right. I'm not sure that Riverside had the actual copyright permission to make a Captain Kirk statue when they made it. But it's like. Here's Vulcan, Alberta, dubbed the Star Trek capital of Canada. Vulcan, just an hour from the city of Calgary sits on the western edge of the Canadian Badlands. Uh, it's a town of less than 2,000, uh, but it's worked hard to take advantage of its name by creating a fun, unique Star Trek-related identity to make it stand out from other small prairie towns. Oh, that looks cool. Oh, that's uh, Tunisia. Yeah, that's where the original set. They're still there, actually. Oh. It's Mat- Matmos, Tunisia. Very close. No, it- I know what you're going for, Bill. <laughs> it's yeah. not Matmos, it's Matma. But Matmos so, would be awesome. Something that belongs on any like nerd vacation list, I would go like the I would go there for NASA. Oh, definitely. Oh, and yeah. if you're and if you're going there, I would highly recommend taking the astronaut training experience um it's a it's a full day of stuff and you get to do everything from uh right in um uh three axis uh spinner device uh they've got um scaffolding that looks uh like the side of a space station and they hook you up to this harness that's connected to these cables with giant weights and basically it simulates weightlessness and you can pull yourself along the scaffolding with no weight and you can see what it's what it would be like to be in a uh, no weight environment in space which is pretty cool that sounds and then, amazing yeah and then they have 
uh, different training throughout the day where you go to these different simulators and you practice doing things like docking the ship to the space station or using the remote manipulator arm to move a satellite out of the cargo bay. And you run through all of this stuff. And then at the end of the day, the last thing you do is you separate into two groups and one group goes into the shuttle to perform the mission and the other group goes into mission control to actually launch the mission and, and kind of run it. And um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was quite a fascinating experience to, to get to try all of that. So See, I, that, that belongs on the top 10 list. Right definitely there. belongs on the top 10 list. I would definitely, uh, definitely do that again. Although I will say that that three axis uh, spinner almost killed me. Um, uh, you know, if you have any degree of uh, motion sensitivity at all, uh, yeah. Oh my go. God! Yeah, that's it. That is it. And that almost looks like me. But anyway, they probably have to clean that up a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, when you go in there before you get on it you have to empty your pockets of everything because anything in your pockets will go flying out and they put you in it they strap you in and you're in for a full minute see uh, this is where i think nasa should consider maybe eliminating that because they need more budget so they just say whatever falls out of your pockets is ours <laughs> Yeah. Well, and this is actually fund. not. Yeah, this part's not run by NASA. It's an independent company. Ah. Yeah. Um, so Lockheed Martin. They yeah. just have a guy wandering around grabbing stuff for the space force. Is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's 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 really really worth worth doing. We're seeing. Um, it was kind of fun because when Linda and I were there, we got we got selected for mission control which was awesome. And uh, then they, and you could draw out a bucket, what you wanted to do. And uh, I ended up being uh, the, um, the Gene Krantz guy, the, the uh, director, mission control director, and Linda was public relations. So yeah, it worked out perfect. So we had a blast. Um, so another, another location that I think would be amazing to visit as a nerd and maybe maybe less for you guys but this is be more for my generation and me and probably for uh john as well but uh aki aki habara electric town in japan Ooh, like that would just be something to see that so would, would you amazing. go to japan just to see that or would you do that while well, there's probably japan? a whole list of various sci-fi and anime things i'd want to see there yeah, I mean, there's the Gundam in Japan now. Oh yeah, you, you, have that. you seen the news story about that, Bill? The uh, yeah, Gundam. actually, I did. The full size Gundam. Yeah, yeah, that's it, pretty amazing. It can, it can walk now. Oh yeah, really? And Neil. Yeah, oh. I mean, look at that. That's, wow. That would just be a thing to see. That makes Times Square look kind of sad. Well, yeah, that's that's got to be Tokyo, huh? And I mean, there are so many like gaming and like uh, that's the game Aki stores that... and they arcades. What was it called again? Uh, Sam? Aki Habara. Aki Habara. Aki. I I need to see it again. Where Where's my Aki Habara? That's hmm. what and that I'm is. probably pronouncing that very wrong. I'm sorry, listeners who know how to pronounce it. 
if I ever go, I'll make sure to learn how it's pr properly pronounced. <laughs> there you go. How about you, Charles? Where would you go? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Charles wants to go to London and and go through the Doctor Who exhibit so he can see I'm what sure. his head yeah. in a box would look like. That's <laughs> your you keep pushing Charles for that head in a box thing, man. It'll happen. It'll happen. It's like all right. That's that. Did you tell him he has to paint his head blue too? Yeah. Yeah, he, he knows. All right. Okay. It's just like. Well, you just accepted it, Charles. You're just like okay. He's Dorian later. I figure it's going to happen. Here's yeah, Cardiff for Doctor Dorian Melbourne. I don't think I should have to build my own box. No, we could provide the box for you. Is it that you can, big of you? As long as you can provide the head, we can provide the box. Well, would you go to Tokyo, Bill? Would you go to Japan for any nerd stuff? Like they do have uh, a Tokyo Disneyland, you know. Yeah, I mean, I would I would go to Japan just to see Japan, and then while I was there, I would of course take in a lot of the uh, the tourist stuff, especially especially stuff anything that's uh, of interest to nerds. Um, but yeah, definitely, I would I would go to Japan. All right, cool. I like that. Yeah, but I mean, I don't like, know if uh, I'd have sushi. Have you ever had sushi, John? No, um, that's like that's fish that's not cooked. No, thank you. But <laughs> uh, heathens and uh, persecute the heathens who don't like the su the sushi fish. Hmm. Well, big sushi you are my have... enemies now. Yeah. Somewhere in the world, I read about this. There is a full size version of uh, uh, Super Mario World. Hmm. Where people can actually go visit. Hmm. So that wouldn't appeal to me. Well, yeah, it's a it's a cartoon, right? No, it's a video game. Well, video game, and it's eight. All right, it's an eight bit cartoon. So it's the Super <laughs> Nintendo World, and it's in Japan. I don't think it's open yet. I thought it was open. All right. And it would you yeah, go to that set? Super Nintendo World Japan looks like a Mario level dropped into reality. Yep. Would you go? Yeah, I think I'd, I I would sooner go to uh, the Super Nintendo World probably than uh, Galactic Edge. Now, what is J World? Uh, says I it's have an, never it's heard of that. Well, J World Tokyo is an anime theme park, so I'm wondering. They're supposed to be built. They're supposed to be the Godzilla Museum there. Oh, I would definitely go to the Godzilla Museum. No, I have. To, if I was, yeah, if I was in Tokyo, I'd have to go there. Oh yeah. Oh, that's the Super Mario. Linda's put up a graphic of the Super Mario World. <laughs> we, we really should have been keeping track of if we filled out our top ten list or not. Are they? Is that? Like a padded area, you get to jump on mushrooms and stuff. I don't think it's padded. I think if you do it, it's at your own risk. J uh, J World uh, indoor theme park where you can enjoy uh, the world of One Piece, Dragon Ball, Naruto, uh, and others. So that would be interesting. Hmm. That would be a hell of a thing. All right. 
Well, I, you know what? We're uh, almost an hour and 20 minutes into the show here. So probably about time to wrap it up. Any last minute thoughts of where anyone would like to go other than what we've already discussed? I think we've kind of hit all my tops. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's like dozens more, but they're just, they're not. On yeah. The I would ask our listeners if there's anything we missed that. You yeah. Please yeah. send us about. suggestions. Yeah. Where, yeah. where should we go? And hell is not an option. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we would prefer we are currently in hell <laughs> yes you. right right there's many places you could tell us to go please don't tell us to go there uh, we'll hell is 2020 up. yeah well, as long as it's a round trip <laughs> well true it'd be fun to go visit i suppose just to check it out say you've been there all right yeah cool so places we can go visit that will take americans <laughs> yes yeah all right. Well, cool. Well, thank you all for listening to another episode. Uh, we hope you join us next time for some more interesting discussion. Uh, in the meantime, be sure to check us out. Um, our website is galacticdriftwood.space. And from there, you can get links to um, all of our uh, social media uh, locations. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Uh, you can find our audio on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Play. And uh, of course, you can find this video that you may be watching already on YouTube. Um, and if you're just listening to us on audio, go check us out on YouTube and watch the video. You can see maybe one day Charles's head in a box. I mean, his head is in a box right well, that's now. True. That's true. I mean, not the box you it's obviously a want box. to put his head in. Right. <laughs> well, I see the blue filter coming. Blue Which should make Charles very nervous. Right. I on a see, regular basis. Right. I, I, You know, just seeing Charles in this box on my screen is just making me long for the ultimate cosplay. Yeah. So, We'll make it happen. Well, also, we're part this of isn't the getting like sexual or anything, is it, Bill? It's like nope. it's, it's starting to get kind of dark. Nope. It's strictly strictly cosplay. And what are we gonna say, uh, Seth? Uh, uh, we're part of the Synergy Nation podcast network, so uh -huh. you can check out our sister shows on uh, synnation.net. Yep. Thoughts yeah. and shots. Uh, running up the tab. The weekly mm -hmm. geekly all recommended shows yep all right well thank you all for watching and we will see you next time bye 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 thanks for listening to this episode of the galactic driftwood podcast for more information and past episodes please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on youtube and now please deactivate your cranial downlinks collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.